God's people, on today's show, we take it to another Lavelle as I call up my homeboy, who's the occasional co-host of the show, Lavelle Neal. We talk about his new son, Emmanuel, who is also my godson, along with my wife, of course. And we pretty much make Emmanuel the topic of the show, but somehow find a way to weave in relatedness to your purpose and God and growth in Jesus Christ and freedom to have faith and giving God the glory. That's what we do. And now you should sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. Inspiration, yeah. now in session. Inspire guys, people, guys the, the podcast. podcast. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Because the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your genes. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite because you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to inspire God's people where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. It's time to change now. Right now, it is time to change. You know what I'm realizing in life? You know, sometimes we push stuff off like as as much as we can. Like we will procrastinate about something. I'm just as guilty as the next person. It's like, you know what? I'll do that tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. When is it due? At 6.30 on Thursday? All right, you know what? And then you find yourself at 5.30 on Thursday trying to do something that's due at 6.30. I'm learning to change my mindset on this, and I want to encourage you to do the same. It is time to change now. There is no better time than right now to make a decision that I'm tired of going in the direction that I'm going in. I'm tired of settling for less. I'm ready right now for something different. And I want to challenge you in this way. Think of something that you've been pushing off. Think of something like whether it be an assignment, whether it be something you were supposed to brainstorm for a business, whether it be a presentation you were supposed to uh, work on, a book you were supposed to read. Like there is something in all of our lives that you know good and well, like this is a good thing. I need to do this, but I keep putting it off. Like it's a Bible study you're supposed to start. It's something. It's something that you're supposed to do and you've been putting it off. And I'm telling you right now, I want to challenge you to do it. Do it now. Because if this year hasn't taught you anything else, it should have taught you that life is full of uncertainties. And I think sometimes we walk around so arrogant as if things will always be how they've always been. Like, oh, yes, ah, you know, I've been able to make it this far halfway living. I've been able to make it this far halfway walking in my purpose. Just because something has been doesn't mean it will be. And so the time is now to change your mind, change your life, change the trajectory of your future by making some decisions today. Now, for me, I'm accepting my own challenge because there are some things I have to get better at. I have to get, for instance, just to be specific and transparent, I have to get better with my time management. That is a consistent thing. I've talked about it before. I've made improvements, but the more responsibility and leadership that I receive, you know, every promotion at my job or 
you know, this show, the longer I'm doing it, the more it's growing. I'm realizing like this is such a responsibility. I'm juggling working in corporate America. Right. And giving that so much of my time working all day and into the night sometimes. And on top of that, I'm trying to remain consistent with this, which is part of my purpose. So I haven't just pushed it to the side just because I've advanced in my career or things like that. And so with each level of success, with each blessing, it comes a heightened level of responsibility. The Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. Question is, has much been given to you? Right. Like, okay, you praying for more? Well, you need to be understanding the requirements. You know what I mean? And that's normal in every aspect of life. When you really step back and think about it, everything comes with requirements. You want to go buy a car? You want to lease a car? All right. First, we need to see your ID. We need to run your credit, right? Are you in the U.S.? Are you an illegal alien? Like we, there are questions. You want to work here? Like, do you have a car? They ask you, do you have transportation on a job application? At least they used to. What's my point? The time is now to change your life and understand the requirements for where you say you want to go. And also understand, like, look, man, I've been telling people, for everybody out there with kids during this pandemic, you got work from home, uh, homeschooling. I literally don't even know how y'all surviving. I don't know how y'all doing it. And I'm praying for kids. I want to have kids by by this time next year. I want to be a daddy. Like me and my wife, we want kids. And I understand with wanting kids, I'm praying for kids like, all right, Lord, we ready. Let's go. And at the same time, I'm trying to prepare myself for the realistic requirements. Because if I had little Jay here right now, it's like, whoa, what do we do with you, buddy? Um, I'm at work. <laughs> like, I don't know how y'all doing it. Like, oh, your mama's at work. Um, I don't know what to do with this little guy. Somebody come get him. Oh, there is no school. Oh, we can't. You get what I'm saying? Requirements, responsibilities. Like when I get a child, that's increased on top of already being busy, on top of already doing so many things. Now I got to be a daddy and I want to be a good one. So what I've learned is that when you get a new responsibility, it's not an excuse to be worse at the job you already had. You feel me? So like me having a child doesn't mean I get to be a worse husband. Like my my wife doesn't get to have a child and then be a worse wife. So as you're praying for things to whom much is given, much is required. But the time is now. Let's stop putting it off. Let's set ourselves free from procrastination and from delayed like blessings. Like because sometimes we're afraid to have faith. We don't want to have faith, so we keep pushing it off. You know what? All right, God, give me kids five years from now. All right, God, I, no, Lord, let's do this now. Let's go. The time is now. You get what I'm saying? And we have to free ourselves to have faith. Um, hopefully that blessed you. I'm not going to waste a lot of time today because I'm calling up the homeboy, Lavelle Neal. And uh, for those of you who are faithful listeners of the show, you know that Lavelle has been on this show maybe 20 to 25 times. This is a good friend of mine. And every time he comes on, we have an amazing conversation. And uh, yeah, there's going to be nothing different about this. We just, me and Lavelle, we just talk. We see where it goes. Things happen. Like stuff is said. Like I have no idea when Lavelle is coming on what we're going to talk about or what's going to be said. But one thing I do know is you're going to enjoy it. It's going to bless you and all that good stuff.
But before I call Laville, I do want to do a couple things. I'm going to play a little bit of a song. And, you know, y'all have heard so much of my music. I'm not going to make y'all sit through a full song right now. I'm going to start playing like one minute snippets and things like that. Because I know you want to get to the interview. But what I'm trying to do is make sure you hear my music so you can go listen to my music. You know what I'm saying? I'm planting a seed on you. Like, oh, you like this little song right here? Well, if you like my music, then all you got to do is open up your Apple Music app and your Spotify app and your Amazon Music app. And all you got to do is type in J Will Music, J-W-I-L Music, one L, J-W-I-L Music. And add me to your playlist on all those music channels and streaming services and listen to my music because that's why I made it. So you can listen to it. You can be inspired. Add me to those playlists, rock out, and, you know, let me know what you think of my music. Now, secondly, I want to take a a moment just to say thank you to everyone who's been either hitting me up via email. You can find me at JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. That's Jermaine, J-E-R-M-A-I-N-E, Wilson, W-I-L-S-O-N, music at gmail.com. I've been receiving a ton of messages, and I do respond back to them personally. And I try to get to y'all as soon as possible, but I appreciate everyone who gives feedback weekly on the show. And some people have questions and we talk about other things. That's always exciting. Lastly, as it relates to this stuff, I want to say thank you to everyone who continues to post the show on social media. That's an amazing thing. Like you're super dope, by the way, because every week I'm getting more and more people who are posting that they're listening to the show. Some people are driving in the car and they're just showing, hey, like this is, you know, they they might have the audio in, rocking with Inspire Guys people. I'm getting people that are posting videos and stuff about the show that I've never even known you before, never even knew you listened to the show. So to all my secret listeners out there, come out of the woodworks, tag me on Instagram, uh, at Mr. Bellwether, Mr. underscore B-E-L-L-W-E-T-H-E-R or at IGP Podcast, that's right, IGP Podcast on Instagram. Thank you so much to everybody who listens. Everyone who shares the show, you're amazing as well. Where would I be without people who actually just shared the show? And I've been asking y'all every week, at least text the show to one person. That's all I ask you to do. Text them and say, do you want to be inspired? And then send them the link to this show. And make sure you subscribe and give us reviews on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever it is. I don't even know how to do reviews on the show if you want me to be honest. But I want you to do it. And about 57 of y'all who've done it, it would be great to at least get to 100. You know, and, you know, if y'all stop being lazy. There's thousands of people listening to the show, but I only got 57 reviews. What's wrong with y'all? Anyway, that was a joke if you're just meeting me. If you're a first-time listener, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Please do subscribe to the show. Also, follow me on coffee.com, ko-fi.com slash people. That is how you donate and support the show. And that is an evolving uh, website as well. I'm not quite where it needs to be. So those were a lot of announcements. Hit us up at inspireguyspeople.com. Hit the drop down box, go to podcast. You can listen to every single episode that we ever make. Now, today's uh, song snippet, you know, of the day is going to be from my song entitled Better Than Me. And this is from my project entitled God Knows My Art. So if you like this song, it's called Better Than Me by J. Will Music. And uh, you can add this to your playlist. This is actually a song that I wrote to my unborn son. 
So that's kind of the whole concept of the song is that you can be better than me. And I talk about some of the things that I wasn't that great in or that I failed in and how as a parent, you have this desire for your children to be better and also just making a commitment to my unborn children that I will support you in being better than me. I won't hold against you my failures. I won't expect you to be just like me. I will want you to be better than me and I will support you and stand by you as a father and along with your mother. Like we in this. Yeah, that is the song. And um, so let me go ahead and play that because you're tired of listening to me talk and you want to hear me talk to Lavelle about whatever we're going to talk about today that's going to inspire your socks off. And I do really mean that. It's going to be somebody walking around barefoot listening to the show. And I appreciate you for doing it and not making me a false prophet. Better than me. 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 You should be better than me. You could be better than me. I want you better than me. I need you better, better, better. You should be better than me. You could be better than me. I want you better than me. I need you better, better, better. You should be better than me. You could be better than me. I want you better than me. I need you better, better, better. You should be better than me. You could be better than me. I mean, I, I just want to see you better, better you know? Me. I, I didn't always I give it my you best, better, better, you know? So. Uh, got cut from the team. Didn't make the hoop squad in high school Thought I was too cool for the marching band Even though I really was nice with the snare drums Wasted so much time Missing these opportunities Football coach begged me to stop trying to hoop And come and be a wide receiver But I wasn't a believer You could do better than me Nah, you should do better than me I want you better than me Uh you could play on both teams, be the starting PG, be the starting QB, be the MVP. You could do all things, don't quit like me, and you just might be. You should be better, better than me. Better. You could be better than me. I want you better than me. I need you better, better, better. You should be better than me. You just heard Better Than Me by yours truly, J. Will Music. Please do add that to your Apple Podcast and Spotify playlists, as well as Amazon Music and wherever else you listen to music. You can also search J-Will Music on your smart TV apps like I, Heart, I, I, I Can Talk, iHeartRadio, and you will find my music and my podcast, the one you're listening to right now, Inspire Guys People. We are everywhere, people. That's what I need you to know. Hey, 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 that's what I need you to know. Hey, tell them that. All right, I'm sorry. Yo, you know what? It's enough for all this extra talk that I'm doing. Let's stop playing and hit up Lavelle. Should I play that Let Me Interview You theme song or should I play the another Lavelle? You know, because another Lavelle was created for the Lavelle that was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm tough on people. Like, should he have his own theme music when you showing up once every two or three months? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? You my guy. You my homeboy. I'm going to play your theme music. Thank you. It's time to go. Guys, people, what up? We have, man, the the absentee uh, co-host of the show hasn't been here in I don't know how many months or weeks. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Lavelle Neal. What up, Lavelle? What's good, man? What's up, man? When you said we have the absentee, I thought you were going to say we have the anointed <laughs> man of God in the studio today. No. Well, as I see, you still are still operating in the false prophecy since since you've been gone, huh? A hundred percent accurate false prophet. Wow! Wow! You know, just the chances of that are so low. It's, how can you be wrong every time? Right, every single time. Like no matter how hard you try, you just gifted to be wrong. Mmm. Wow, it's like a Detroit Lions spirit. Mm. Did they win this week? Or, or I, have, I, have not, I have no idea. Going by their track record, though, I'm going to go ahead and just guess that they lost. Yeah. I haven't watched the Lions in literal years. I think um, somebody, uh, Gabe, Gabe was talking about them or something a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, huh, the Lions? Yeah, I might have watched five minutes if that. And that's it. Uh, enough mm-hmm. about them. Um, they're losers. Shout out to the Lions out there. You know, if there's a Lion that listens to this show, you know what I mean? Keep listening, bro. We're going to lead you to your purpose in winning for Christ. Maybe not on the football field, but for Christ for sure. Yo, Lavelle, man. Um, catch us up, man. What, what's up, man? What's been going on in your world, brother? Been, I don't even know when the last time you've been on the show. Do you remember? I don't remember the exact episode. It may have been an episode with Darius, where you and Darius just randomly called me. No, it was after that. It was an episode after that. I think we did Proverbs. We may have been doing Proverbs. Ah, yeah. Obviously, it wasn't that memorable because neither one of us. No, yeah, we were doing a study of (laughs) Proverbs either 12, 15, or 18. Uh, don't, Don't judge me. Those are the three numbers that popped in mind. Uh, it's one of those. Well, three. See, that, that's why I did, you notice I didn't say any numbers. I just said the book of Proverbs. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I study the word so much. I never know. You know, I can barely remember what I was just studying. Um, that's not good. That's not good at all. All right, man, it's on you. Catch us up, bro. What's up, man? What's going on? Let the people know how you and the family do. Well, you know, you know, but the, the last time we talked, I know the time with Darius for sure. And then I think even the last time. We were talking a little bit about, you know, that my wife and I were expecting our first child, right? So, he is here. Emmanuel Lavelle Neal is here. So, that is a big thing. You know what? And that deserves some of this new background uh, music that I have obtained. So, let's get it. What's time for Emmanuel? All right, so the baby's here, which we've talked about him, uh, you know, whenever you... Uh, I always know that you haven't caught up on the show based on stuff that I've said about you when you haven't called or texted me and said nothing. So just brace yourself whenever you catch up, brother. There was some there was some shout shots and some shout-outs, so some good and some bad that I've said Hi. about you, as always. So, all right, the baby's here. Uh, what else, man? You know, how how's that going uh, now that the baby's here and you are a new... Daddy, a new baby daddy husband. <laughs> Thank you for adding the husband part. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's just, okay, I'll be honest, because I think you and I personally talked shortly after he was born, because as, I don't know if the audience knows this, but you and your wife are his godparents. So shout out to his godparents. Yes, for sure. We, we, the audience knows, um, those who are faithful listeners, that was part of the shout out after the shot at you. Uh, so there you have it. 
Gotcha. So yeah, and, and I admit, I am a few episodes behind. I'm about five episodes behind. I try to catch up, but things have been, have been different. You know, life has definitely changed. Uh, having a child, and uh, you know, especially being here, you know, with the pandemic and not really going out, but actually being here. It's been, it's been surreal, but I remember you asked me how did it feel to be a father, and I recall telling you that it hadn't quite hit me yet. You know, at that time, I think we were a couple of weeks in or, or whatnot, and now he is, uh, he is two months, he'll be two months old this week, and it, it, it feels, it feels, it feels great, man. It's amazing than watching him grow and, Mm-hmm. You know, just how tiny he was two months ago, and now he's starting to to get a distinct look. And I was looking at one of my, my baby pictures from when I was a few months old, and he looks almost exactly like me, man. So, you know, when I look at him now, it's like almost like tears come to my eyes. Like, wow, this is real. This is really, really my son. That's amazing, man. Yeah, you know, and... Um... <laughs> He is. Until you said he looked like you, I was about to call him a handsome young man, which he definitely is. Um, but when you add it in that he looks just like you, it feels a little awkward to say in that moment. So, um, you know. No. He looks look like me when I was that age. Yeah. You You know what? I still just don't want to call you handsome. Just can't do it. Don't like it's not going to happen. Uh, no, man. But he it is funny. You know me. I have a thing with babies where. I hate when people, and yes, I I know hate is a strong word, and I'm actually using it literally at the, in this moment. I hate when a baby is like one or two days old and people start talking about who they look like because I have never mm-hmm. seen a person in my entire life who looks like they looked when they were one day old. <laughs> All right, right. So we got the baby. And we, and oh, go we, did, and we, did, that, we did that to you and your wife uh, several times. We asked, <laughs> you course. know, did he look more like me, like his mother? And it's amazing the responses, like just from you all and uh, our parents and just others. It's just amazing. Like everybody has a different answer. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So who are they saying he looks like the most? Like what are y'all hearing the most since you think seem to think he looks like you? Is that what most people are saying? Now, now yes. Now that he's virgin on that two-month-old, two is pretty undeniable, especially when you look at a picture of me when I was that age. But before that, it literally was all. It was some people said he looked like me. Some people said he looked like Kenya. Some people said he looked like my mother. Uh, I think you said that. Um, some people said he looked like her mom, her dad. You know, it just it was just all over the all over the map. So. Gotcha. Yeah, that was actually Tiff that said that first when we came over there and. um she said he he looks like um your mom, Mama Neil. Um, and I agree, you know, but again, we haven't seen him in three weeks and he literally looks like a completely different person. So I'm sure by the time right. I see him, he'll be looking different as well. But he is definitely a handsome little man. So, you know, um, at least y'all can check that off the box. I know that is something that in the back of every parent's mind, uh, they don't want to say, but they're thinking like, whoo, ha, ah, man, what the baby going to look like? And y'all made it out there okay. He's he's a handsome man with some nice little curly hair. Um, so yeah. <laughs> now we got yeah, and it was a and it was a journey too. And I um one one day soon, I kind of I'm starting to feel like the Lord is going to release us soon to kind of give that testimony. I think I personally shared it with you, but 
just like a general public. Uh, I haven't shared it, shared it, but we we had some some uh, trials that kind of came along with him being born. He was um, they induced the labor, not because of any health issues that the baby was having, but uh, well, we we personally believe that it was a a monetary thing with the doctors and. But he ended up coming about three weeks earlier than he was scheduled to come. And that's fine because he still was full-time, so he wasn't premature. Uh, he was still full-time. But it's fine if a baby decides to come early. But when the doctors forced the baby to come early, it just caused us a lot of heartache, a lot of headache, trying to get the house ready things that we thought we had a little extra time to do. We didn't. And it just, it, it kind of hit us all at one time. So it was a really emotional thing. And then with COVID, you know, it's like once she started inducing the labor, I couldn't leave the hospital. Otherwise I wouldn't have been able to come back. Family and friends obviously couldn't come to the hospital. So it was a, it was a very interesting time that happened that week. It was a very, very stressful, a lot of uh, crying, <laughs> a lot of hurt and pain mm-hmm. and anger, but it's just amazing to me that when he finally arrived, we literally forgot about all of that. And I guess this is kind of, I guess this could be a deep conversation <laughs> You know, sometimes in life we go through trials and tribulations, but in the end, when God does what he promised he's going to do, you know, sometimes we forget about all the hurt and the pain that we had to go through. And I think about that scripture where where it talks about Jesus. It says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Now, the cross was not a, that wasn't something that he was looking forward to doing. Right. But the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. So he didn't mind going through. And one of your main things on this show is preparation, right? It's not always easy preparing for things and getting things ready. But for the joy that's set ahead of you, when you look at the end result and what God is going to end up doing, it makes it a little bit easier to go through. Now, that, that's an amazing word. So, you know, once your son is born, you know, you, you said that, you know, you, you kind of forgot about, you know, what it took to get there. And it sounds like, you know, when the reward is so great that the journey or the path becomes worth it. Like, that's, that's what I hear. Mm. It's like, so... So I think one of the questions that that makes me makes come to mind for me that I would just ask anyone is like, is the reward that you are about to receive worth what you're working for? And and the reason I'm saying it and putting it as a question for most people, because people could say, well, I don't know what the reward is, but you really do. And, and here's the example I have. You know, I, I like to use directions a lot because most of us, when we get in a car, we either know where we're going or we ask the GPS like to get us where we're going. But here's the crazy thing about a GPS, right? Mm-hmm. You tell the GPS your destination. It mm-hmm. just tells you how to get there. 
So a lot of times when we when we walking down a path in this life, we know like what the destination is. Uh, for instance, people mm-hmm. get into the drug game because they want fast money. A lot of times, that's their destination. Mm-hmm. It's fast money. Um, people get you know want to become a doctor maybe because they want to help people. That's the destination. So doctors work mm-hmm. 30, 40 hours a week, and I mean a day sometimes. Whatever they just work straight and. But if you save a life, then that could be the reward that makes it worth it. So um, that's interesting, man. I like that you brought that up. So for you guys, it was like once Emmanuel was born, um, it made it worth it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It was now, you know, don't get me wrong. When I say forget, of course, I'm not saying that. Wait, what happened now? Right. We were at home and then next, you know, you don't know. That's not what I mean. But like you said, the it, it's a balanced thing. You know, it's like, okay, we didn't like that we had to go this route, but now that he's here, we're glad he's here. Yeah. You, you, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like, he wasn't supposed to be here till September the 6th, but he came on August the 20th. And I thank God <laughs> for those extra, what, 17 days with him. <laughs> Because had he came on the September the sixth, that would have been seventeen less days we've had to enjoy him being here. That's a great way to look at it. Um, that's super dope, man. And so, so what have, so like, what have been some of the early challenges for you as a new father? Or is there? And when I say challenges, I don't mean like nothing deep or bad. I just mean like, I know you, right? And mm-hmm. You know, I had some concerns when you got married, like, bro, you know, staying up at four o'clock in the morning to watch a, a movie ain't always going to be all right. But then you, God bless you with a wife who seems to like to do the same thing. So that wasn't that wasn't bad at all. So I'm assuming your son is up at four o'clock in the morning watching movies or whatnot. But um, in the same fashion, like what are some of the some of the things maybe you didn't expect or they're different than what you expected in being a new father? Huh, okay, so okay, I'll say this. Um, I am I, okay. I'm a very I'm, a, I'm not very, but I'm a heavy sleeper. Uh, my wife is a very light sleeper. So for one of the challenges, well, I'll say maybe at least for her, you know, is that she's usually up most of the night when he wakes up. Now I will say this: so far, he's been he's really good. He doesn't cry a lot. He's he's pretty quiet. If he gets hungry, he will definitely let us know. Uh, you know, but usually, and, you know, when the baby is first born, I guess like every three or four hours you have to feed him. They told us to make sure we fed him every three to four hours, no matter what. Even if he was asleep, wake him up. Make sure he eats every three to four hours. So, you know, through the night at the time where I was sleeping, my wife was up feeding him and usually when I wake up at nine or ten in the morning, she's looking exhausted. And I used to feel so bad. So what I would do is I'd be like, okay, babe, you go here, get some sleep. I'm gonna take him, I'm gonna wash him up, you know, take, give him a bath, uh, uh put his, you know, clothes on, feed him, and then I'll sit up with him for a few hours so you can get some sleep. So really to be honest, the the main challenge was like learning a balance over these over the course of these two months, just trying to figure things out. Because <laughs> we got a new life here with us. 
there's very, you know, he, he has needs, and we have to take care of those needs and provide for him. So this has really been like a balancing act, trying to figure out, you know, him, his his moves, you know, his crying. That's another thing, and, I, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm sure my wife does really good with that, but me, I don't know what the different cries mean. You know, he can be crying. I don't know if you crying because you're hungry, if you're crying because you wet, if you're crying because I irritated him. I don't know the different cries, but my wife does like a, uh, you know, she just kind of does a process of elimination. So she kind of, you know, okay, well, if it's not this, then it's, it may be this. If it's not this, then it may be that. So that's one of the things I'm trying to learn. That You know what? That's interesting. Um when I think about that, like he's crying because he can't talk and mm-hmm. like you're his father, but he can't talk to you. All he mm-hmm. could do is cry to get your attention. Right. That's that's all he mm-hmm. knows how to do at this point, being two months old. But imagine him at 12. Right. At mm-hmm. 12 years mm-hmm. old. Right. He'll have words to be able to say, like, Daddy, I need this or this is going on and, and that like as he gets older and he learns how to communicate and speak, then you guys relationship will grow based on that. And it just makes me think mm-hmm. about like our relationship with Christ. Um, you know, Paul talked a lot about, you know, us needing to grow from being babes in Christ. And it was just making me think like, man, I wonder if God looks at us sometimes and it's like you've been saved for 15 years and you still just whining to get my attention. Like you don't know how to put things into words yet. And and I'm saying that because I'm really just thinking about the power of prayer and how we have to pray and we have to communicate and talk to God. And yeah, if you're a new believer, maybe you don't know how to talk yet. You don't know how to pray yet. But over time and reading the word of God, right? Um, the Lord's prayer is in scripture. If you don't know how to pray anything else, I would just, you know, advise you to read the Lord's prayer uh, and pray that to him because that was how Jesus showing us how to pray. Um, but, but it just made me think like sometimes as believers, we want God to move in our lives, but we're not communicating with him. And it's like, you just, eh, 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 and God looking like, Hey, you're going to have to talk to me, bro. If If you want me to wow. do, something you're gonna have to talk to me and that is that's so good you know it's funny because the the bible talks about i guess i guess now that i'm thinking about it i would call them like stages you know it bible talks about um the sincere milk of the gospel right mm-hmm. so as of right now my son can only drink milk he can't eat any solid food yet you know so it's just milk then the bible talks about the bread of life the word of god being the bread of life and then later on, it talks about the meat of the gospel, right? So there's like stages, you know. But if my son is still only drinking milk when he turns 15 years old, then that means that there's some type of deficiency there or some type of problem. Yeah. Right? So, like, to your point, you know, if we're still just drinking milk, we're still whining to God about every little thing, not trusting him. You know, Jesus re- rebuked his disciples, and he was only with them for three years. Man. He would, he would literally tell them, oh, ye of little faith. 
In other words, he would, he would actually say, have I not been with you so long? And that was only after three years. So God does expect growth in us. He does not want us to continue being that whiny cry baby, you know, where the Bible talks about where, whereby we cry out, right, out of our father, right? We talk to the father, we call him daddy, you know, we, we're the babies, right? As of right, like you said, my son right now cannot talk, so he communicates in a different type of way. Um, but as I noticed, even in the two months that he's been here, his communication is a little different. He's starting to make little sounds now that he couldn't do before. He could only cry before. Now he's starting to make little sounds. And now the mm-hmm. sounds don't mean anything as far as uh, English is concerned, but it's like little, you know, it's like little yeah. sounds like, oh, wow, he wasn't able to do that before. So he's progressing. He's going. Sometimes when I'll, I'll make a funny face to him, and he'll actually smile now. Right, so it's like before he would smile just randomly. He could smile and then cry literally within one second. <laughs> but now he's starting now to get to the point where he's starting to recognize as I catch him. Like sometimes as we're seeing, he'll just be staring at us. It's like he's getting to know us. He's like, okay, these two people are always here. <laughs> when I wake up, they're here. When I go to sleep, they're here. Yeah. So that just means something, right? And I think it's the same way with our relationship with God. We have to grow. We have to learn God. We have to study his word. And, and we have to grow. You know, at some point, we cannot just stay stagnant in our walk with Christ. I like, I like a couple of things you said. Number one, the sound represents growth. Like, so mm-hmm. it's like, what sound is coming from you? Like, what sound is God hearing from you, you know, every day? Is it complaining? Like, are you waking up every day and it's just, you know, you ever been around somebody that just, they ain't never happy. And it's super hard yeah. for me to be around people who are never happy or always have something bad to say. It's like, bruh, it's never been a good day. Like, right. everything is a it's conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yeah. And so to that point, like, you said that your son went from just staring to making a little noise those noises will develop and continue to progress to da-da, mama, right? Not yet talking yet, but you could tell mm-hmm. there's something there. And the, and the point I'm making is that, you know, we on episode 98 of this show. My goal, wow. my goal has been, if you've been listening to this show since day one, maybe you started mm-hmm. off just staring at me. Like, you're like, I don't got mm-hmm. nothing to say. Mm-hmm. But then maybe by episode 25, you're like, yeah. Like maybe you start reading, you start print. My my goal as this show continues to progress, and that's why it's about guiding people to their purpose, is that through this process, at some point, those words will continue to develop and that growth will, will start showing um in our lives in a real way. That we'll start applying things to our lives that we're um talking about as we kind of come together in fellowship on this show. Man, that is so good, man. I think the sign of any good, true leader is that they want to see growth in their people. Man. So let me talk to some pastors out there. You should, Pastor, want to see your people grow. And I know some pastors who don't. <laughs> and they, they only want their people to depend on them. 
And that's not your job as a pastor. Your job is to get the people to be in complete faith, total reliance on God. You should want to see your people grow. You should want to see your people begin to be independent of you as the pastor and dependent on God, right? Um, I don't think, you know, I mean, you know, when you first get saved and a tragedy happens, or, and, and when I say a tragedy, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll use like the death of a pet, right? So it wasn't like an actual human to die, but a pet. And, and that can get really emotional. I know some people out there are pet people, some are not. But if you're a pet person, you know, it gets really emotional, right? Mm-hmm. But if my, we have cats, if one of my cats dies at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm not going to call my pastor at 3 o'clock in the morning begging them to pray for me. Right. Right? Because I have a relationship with God on my own. And I think that's a good sign of a good leader. The fact that you want people to grow, you know, people who haven't been listening to the show for all 98 episodes, and congratulations on that, by the way. I think that's an amazing accomplishment. Thank you, sir. Yeah, but I just think that, you know, we should, you should, you wanting your people to grow, your listeners to grow, I think is a great sign of great leadership. You know, and when you say that too, um, it, again, just thinking about your son, you don't want him to always be dependent on y'all. Now, right. again, he's two months old, right? So we're fast forwarding. But at some point, right. as time continues to progress, he'll start using the bathroom himself. You won't be always changing his diaper. At some point, as time mm-hmm. begins to, to progress, he'll start driving himself around. And he'll have to, mm-hmm. at some point, grow and get a job and, and be married. I'm not trying to fast forward you, you know, 30 years ahead in life, right? We got to enjoy each day. <laughs> but my point is that the goal of you and your wife supporting him at this point, really in me from day one, in my mind, is to get him to that point where he doesn't need you. And I think what happens mm-hmm. for some leaders, some people, you only find value as a leader when people need you. And that's a problem. Like, like if I need you to always need me to tell you the same thing I always told you, that's a problem for me. Even Jesus created disciples so that they can go out and create more disciples amongst all nations. Amen. Wow. (laughs) Now here's another thing I thought about. You said something dope. Uh, You said for Emmanuel, he waking up every day seeing you in Kenya and he like these people here when I wake up, they hear when I go to sleep. So it must mean something. And man, I really just want to encourage somebody and say, God has been there in your good days. Like he been there on your worst days. Like you, you ever, you know, whether it be in your own life or talk to somebody who like they struggling to, to give their life over fully to God or like you a believer, you you struggling to trust God fully and have faith. But God is looking like, I've been here, so it must mean something. Like, so so as so for Emmanuel, he starts off day one looking like, who are these people? Like, what's going like when you think about it, when he born, he don't know who his mom and daddy is. He just popped up on earth to that day. And it's like whoever was gonna be there was gonna mean something. And so for y'all as his parents. He's noticing over time, okay, 
they're here with me always so I could trust them. And I believe that Mm. is how God wants us to think of him is that I'm here with you always so you can trust me. Yeah. Yeah, he he yeah, that, that's a good point because he he notices that we're there when he wakes up and he's just chilling and he wants to laugh, but he also notices that when he's crying, we're still there. Yep. When he's wet and his diaper needs to be changed, we're still there. So every situation that arises in his life, whether to him it may be perceived as good or bad, we're there. Now, you know what's amazing? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. mm -hmm. No, I was just going to back up your point that, you know, and that's how God is with us. You know, like you said, he's there (laughs) through the good times, through the bad times. No matter what it is, one thing is consistent, and that's God is always there. And what is amazing about that, as a parent, right, you there in the good times, and you just, that's just, that's just normal, right? That's, you just there. But mm-hmm. as a parent, like, if anything, if he had a cold, like, you're going to be there mm-hmm. even more so. And that's how we have mm-hmm. to start looking at the Lord is like, yes, God is here with us in our good days. But I think a lot of times we stop trusting God when we have challenges because somehow we think the presence of a challenge means the absence of God. And it really is the mm. other way around. It's like when there are challenges in our life, God is looking to support us and be there for us even more so. Yeah. Man, it, I always, I, I, that's why I love that, that, I don't know if it's a poem or story, the footprints, you know. And, uh, you know, just in case there's somebody out there, the one or two, People on earth who haven't heard that that story, you know, it was, it was basically a man that's looking back over his life and seeing his foot, his footprints in the sand, right? And he tells the Lord, he's like, "Well, Lord, I noticed that in the good times, there's always two sets of footprints. You were always there, but when things got rough, when things got the hardest, and the storm came, I noticed there was only one set of footprints. Why would you leave me?" At the time I needed you most. Man. And the Lord looked at him and said, no, son, you don't understand. It was during those times that I was carrying you. I didn't leave you. I was there for you. Even more so in the bad times. Because that was the time where I picked you up and I carried you. And and that's amazing because what even just stuck out right there, and obviously I've heard that, um, a million times. Somebody in my family had that in a picture frame in their house when I was younger. So I saw that all mm-hmm. the time. But it made me think about how sometimes we think we are the reason why we made it. Like, we think mm-hmm. we got ourselves this far. And really, it's like, God is like, no, no. Like, <laughs> you you think you did this? And, and so what happens wow. is, based on that poem, we only see the one set uh, set of footprints so we're looking and thinking like, yeah, that's that's my feet. Where is God now? And God is looking mm-hmm. like, uh, no. Had it been up to you, you would have fell eight miles ago, eight years back, you know, wow. on this path. So I think sometimes we have to be aware of when God is actually carrying us and giving us the strength to make it 
um, even when we think it's us. You know, it's funny now, now that I have a child, right? You know, it's really easy for me because I'm in my 40s, man. So it's really easy for me to look at my accomplishments in my life, right? To look back and say, okay, I went to college. I got my degree. I, you know, I started a production company. I did this. I did that. I, 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 right? Mm-hmm. But now that I have something, I, I respect my mother even more. Because there's no way I would have gotten to where I am had it not been for her being there for me when I was in the infant stages, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it would be ridiculous for Emmanuel to think or fathom that he could do anything at this point without me and my wife being there. Wow. He there's was... nothing he can do. Nothing. He can't get up and make his own bottle. He can't change his own diaper. <laughs> he can barely lift his head up at this point, right? So I think for us, sometimes we get to this point where we're like, I did this and I did that. And I'm not saying don't be proud of your accomplishments, you know, but always, always give God the glory. Always give him the praise and the respect that he deserves. Because like you said, without him, I would have fell down eight miles ago or eight years ago. I would not have made it to this point without God. Yeah, that that's powerful. And I think it's relevant for sure with this being, you know, a, you know, much about um, this podcast is targeted so much at Christian entrepreneurs and business professionals. And obviously we're mm-hmm. always balancing faith in business. And part of balancing faith in business is giving God the glory. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. what can happen is, and, and you said it, you can start thinking about the accomplishments that you have in this life and start patting yourself on the back. And it's something that's tough because, you know, like when I think about myself, it's like, you know, I grew up with a chip on my shoulder coming from the east side of Detroit, um, really coming from a house full of love for sure, you know, um, but not a lot of resources um, and having to, having to find my way through corporate America, through everything that I've been doing. Um, And so you need that confidence to make it in business. But the difference between following your flesh and following the spirit is that your flesh will tell you that you did it and your spirit will Mm -hmm. remind you that God did Mm -hmm. it. And I think that result of how you act in your character and in your personality is very different when you give God the credit versus when you give yourself the credit. Mm. So I think we got to remember that. Like as, as we, as much as we want to be successful, um, what is success without Christ? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, what, what I'm really trying to say is like, we have to constantly be balancing. Yeah. I want to do great things in this life, but we also know that these things pass away. And I feel like sometimes uh-huh. there's so much emphasis reminding us every day. There's no shortage of people motivating us to go after success. But what we really need is to continue to be inspired in Christ Jesus throughout our success. Mm. Amen. You don't want success without God. Wow. Yeah, that was a lot, man. All because you had a son. We just went on a 30-minute... You know, uh, soliloquy. 
um, if you will. I don't even right. know if that's the proper word to use. Go ahead. I, I, let me say this. I did in the, in the beginning. There was a, it was a scripture I wanted to refer to when we were, you know, talking about everything that we went through at the hospital that or leading up, and and you know how we felt like we were wrong by the doctors. But once Emmanuel was here, we were able to you know forget about all of that. There's a scripture. Uh, I just had it. Oh, here, Romans chapter eight. I just want to give this to somebody to encourage them. Romans chapter eight, verse eighteen. Paul says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. That scripture has always blessed me because he said that what we're going through now does not even compare to the joy that we're going to receive that's going to be revealed in us when God's glory is revealed in us. And that's literally how we felt. Everything that we went through, we were hurt, we were mad, we were angry. It's just we didn't understand or agree with the doctors doing what they did. But once Emmanuel was here, the sufferings that we went through did not even compare. I, I wish I could describe my wife's facial expression when she saw Emmanuel for the first time, mm -hmm. you know, I was there through the whole process. And when they handed him to her, she made this sound like, Oh, and she just held him. And I cried. I'll be honest. I did. It was just, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but during that time, holding him at that point, that first minute of his life, we literally forgot about everything that we had went through leading up to that point. Man, that's powerful. Um, I'm not even going to clown you for crying right now. It's not the proper time. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. I'll find out exactly what type of cry it was, people. Like, was it just tears coming down or was it the, uh, I just got a whooping? Uh, at least back, you know, when I was growing up, we used to actually get whoopings. I'm not, you know, this is not a show about whoopings today. This is about giving God the glory. But I do want to know if it was like a, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it was not a Viola Davis snot bubble cry. So I'll say that. Okay, all right. So we had some man tears flowing down, um, tears yeah. of joy. No, that that's amazing. Hey, 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 let, me, let me relate it to this. So you were there. You actually saw this. You were in my wedding. You were my best man. Yep. All right. You were standing next to me. <laughs> when the senior came down the aisle and I cried, right? Yeah. Now, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like that. It just literally tears flowed down. And that that's, that was the type of tears that I had when when I got a chance to meet my son. So y'all are a crying family. Get ready for it, people. Any milestone <laughs> that happens in life, this family will cry. So... Um, no, hey, brother, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I'm crying right now, and that's why I'm glad this is a podcast and not a, a video. <laughs> right, because they can't see it. Right. Well, it never, uh, never, it never fails, folks. Lavelle is gonna tell on himself either way it goes. So at the end of the day, we would have never known had you not said it, uh, Prophet. Uh, um, no, that, that's amazing, though, man. And I know too. Like here, here's like when you talk about your son and you talk about your reaction and kind of the joy that overwhelms us in that moment uh, when God blesses, right? The thing that is a struggle for us in our humanity 
is somehow having the faith to think about the moment of joy during the challenge. Like we get caught up in the challenge itself. Like so much sometimes that we lose ourselves and forget about Christ. And I think that's okay. I think God gives us a lot of grace. Like, and I'm talking about myself too, where I'm trying Mm -hmm. to learn how to actually think about the moment of joy during the challenge. Um, so that when I get there, um, I, I, I think it will be even more joyful versus my point is like, have you ever complained about something and been wrong? Like complain, complain and play. And then, then something good happened at the end and you kind of feel stupid. Cause you're like, Oh, uh, Oh yeah. Like, thank you, Jesus. Like to God be the glory. <laughs> So I I just that's something I think we all at least me that's something I can work on is like when it's not looking perfect you know still giving God the glory having the faith to believe in the joyous moment that will come and and you know based on like the scripture in Romans I think that's so much of what Christianity is it's that faith to believe in in the joy of things to come wow no, that was dope, man. Um, what, what, what else you got, man? You, anything else going on? We spent the whole time talking about your son, which was amazing because uh, it led to, like, mm-hmm. so many other uh, dope subtopics. And, you know, we didn't plan to go there. Um, but I think it – I hope that it will bless somebody, especially when we think about giving God the glory. Let me ask you this, Lavelle. How mm-hmm. important is it for you now, right? And And I'm saying – Man, I when I think about our friendship, it's like, bro, I think about five years ago before you even wow. met your wife. And again, <laughs> we've talked about it before, man, but I was there. So it's like I literally was there. I saw the moments before this joy of having finding your wife and having a son and a family. I saw you as a single guy. I saw you as a guy. You know, when I remember your 40th birthday. You know what I mean? You had a big birthday party. It was actually super fun. But I remember that. And, like, you know, turning 40 and, and all the things and, and, and being single and, like, maybe even feeling like, man, I'm getting a little older. These things aren't going to happen. Let me ask you, now that God has blessed you with those desires of your heart, how important mm-hmm. is it for you to give him the glory for it? Like, why give him the glory for those things? that he's done. Man, I I could not see where I am today five years ago. <laughs> when I had my 40th birthday party, I could not see. You you would not have been able to tell me, Lavelle, five years from now, you're going to be married expecting a child. Right? I, I would have been like, I, I can't see it. I've been single for 14 years, right? So now you're telling me within four or five years, I'll be married, expecting a child, you know. So I could not see it. So for me, man, and, and I wish I could express how much I praise God and thank him for what he's done in my life. man. It is literally the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Because I lived it. And I'm glad that you were there on that journey. I'm glad God linked us up together at the time that he did so that you could be a witness <laughs> to this transformation 
that has happened, man. So it is vitally important for me. It is detrimental for me to give God all the glory, honor, and praise because I know I tried it on my own. <laughs> and for 14 years, I couldn't uh, even more longer than that. I couldn't get it right. And then once I finally gave up and said, okay, God, I completely trust you. I'm just going to do what you have called me to do. And I, I've told this testimony on, on this show before about how, you know, I got to the point where, you know, uh, I was doing everybody else's plays. And, you know, so I started my own production company, Near Down Productions. And, and I, I, was, I, was, I, I wasn't trying to find no woman, no date, nothing. I just said, you know what? Forget it. I'm about to focus on what God has called me to do. And I did that. I, I finished writing my play. I opened up the production company, did all, everything that I need to do to get that certified as an LLC. Um, <laughs> opened up the bank account, went through all the work, the process. Uh, I produced the play, directed the play, and it was just amazing to me. We did the play because you were the, the, um, the, the music writer for the play. And we did the play in October of 2015. So it was, you know, five years ago, this month, that we did that play. And then we brought it back on Valentine's Day weekend of 2016. And it just literally amazes me that literally one week after we did the play was when I met my wife. And I cannot help but to think about Adam in the garden. When God created him, Adam was so busy working, doing what, what God told him to do, that God had to stop, put him in a deep sleep, and when he woke up, his wife was right before him. And I kind of feel like that was what happened to me. When I finally got to the point where I said, I'm about to do what God has called me to do, it was like, next thing you know, I met my wife. And that, you know what, man, that's, that's amazing. To me, that's faith without works and action. Like so many times mm -hmm. we say cliches, right? Um, mm -hmm. You had to work your faith. And in, in working your faith and your purpose, like, again, this show is about balancing faith and business to guide you to your purpose. And I think some people struggle to understand the connection between work and purpose. And what does that have to do? What does my play have to do with my wife? And what we don't understand sometimes is that if God purposed you to be a playwright and you refuse to walk in that purpose, you may be delaying some of the other blessings that he has for you that are connected to you walking down that path. And so it was like when you started putting work behind the faith that you already had and and you it, like you said, it took a week after writing, producing and having the first play. And then God is like, oh, cool. He working his faith. Here you go. All right. There's your wife right there. Now, mm -hmm. the other thing that made me think about when you was telling that story was it doesn't matter how long you've been going through. It only takes a moment for God to bring you out. Wow. And so many times we focus on the length of time. Like, so when I think about you, right. You, I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've heard you say I was single for 14 years, right? <laughs> then it make me think about like right now, uh, me and Tiff in a couple months about to, or a couple weeks about to celebrate 14 years of marriage. And wow. that represents how long we've been, you know, praying for a child and really, cause we was really trying to have, you know, like 
we was starting right away. Like, all right, we want a baby. So mm-hmm. when I think about that, I do spend a lot of my time focused on the 14 years, right? But mm-hmm. here's what's crazy. The 14 years don't matter. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the mm-hmm. not saying they don't matter literally like you shouldn't say it. Not saying it that way. But saying it like so many times when we tell our testimonies to us, the time matters so much. They were in the wilderness for 40 years, all this. But like for God, it's like, no, it don't matter how long you've been in it. If you're in my timing, it's that moment where joy comes that makes it worth it. Now, you told the story of you about your son from the perspective of what y'all went through that week. And mm-hmm. it didn't matter no more. But I'm going to take it a little further and testify for you. You know what I'm saying? If I could do All that. Right. All right. <laughs> when your son was born, you wasn't thinking about being single for 14 years. So mm-hmm. not, not only mm-hmm. did that week not matter, but everything that got you up to this point of meeting him, it, you no longer cared that it took you being in your 40s to have your first child. It's like, like, it's him. It's here. And... Nah. Man, that's a beautiful thing, man. I'm, you know, I'm definitely happy for you as your friend. You know, we always, um, I mean, we like seeing pictures of the baby and videos and stuff every other day. It's a cool thing um, to experience. Like I said, I consider it a blessing to have walked down this path with you. Um, and I thank God that I'm just being real, man. Like, this is why you need some friends. Can I pat myself on the back real quick? Just like for one second. Is that, is that weird? Is that that's super weird? No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. Um, but I remember seeing you in those moments when you got weak, and as your friend, mm-hmm. I was like, man, like I don't. I'm gonna be real with you, Lavelle. I don't even know how I had faith so sure in those moments, but I just know mm-hmm. as as your friend, like I had to believe with you, like no, nah, this is gonna happen. So anyway, I said I know I said a lot. I'm sorry, but. You know, it's it's a blessing to have witnessed what God has done in your life, man. And, and you know what? I appreciate that for sure. But another element here <laughs> is that you never know who your testimony is going to be a blessing and an encouragement to. Yeah. With you being here, saying this, it gives you hope. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you even jokingly said one time, it was like, me finding Lakinia strengthened your faith. Yep. So, you know, when we're going through something, just think about it. Don't don't give up too early. (laughs) You know, you you know, me going through something for 10 years, and you just like, I'm just ready to... I'm just ready to give up. And, yeah. you know, but as you said, God can move and bless in a moment. And, and I always think about the story of Joseph. You know, what if Joseph had given up yeah. when he did? He would not have been there to save an entire nation. So don't give up. You know, your testimony can be an encouragement and a blessing to somebody else. Amen to that, man. Um, and this this has blessed me today because... Um, you know, just being transparent, kind of where I'm at and where I've been a lot this year, I thank God, like, I feel my faith increasing this year. You know what I'm saying? And like, I feel myself, um, being free to have faith. And a lot of times, at least for me, you know, I'm gonna speak for myself. 
Like there have been times in my life where I was scared to have faith in certain areas. And, and the thing you got to understand as a believer is, you know, it doesn't mean you're not saved. It doesn't make you not a believer. Cause I know for me, I can have a like crazy faith in a couple areas and then find some areas where I'm like, whoa, like I'm tripping. I'm not even really trusting God for real in this particular area. Oh, cause it's been taking so long. I'm starting to doubt. I'm letting the length of time impact my faith. And so what I've, what I've been going through the past few months, at least is that I've been in my reading and in my prayer, feeling myself becoming more free to have faith and not caring. Cause I think sometimes we get scared to have faith. Cause we like, well, if I have faith in front of everybody, and then something don't happen. Like you trying to protect mm-hmm. yourself and that's not faith. Yeah. You know, so right. that's where I'm at. And, and yeah. again, you know, seeing your, you know, seeing God, what he did in your life uh, definitely encourages me in that area because it shows me that just that, that time, time is not more powerful than God. Mm, wow. Wow. I love that, man. I, I like what you said too. Free to have faith. Free to have, that, that takes, it takes a freedom to have faith. You know, I, I, as you were talking, I thought about Daniel, right, when you got thrown into the lion's den. I'm sure <laughs> that there was some doubt there, that there was some fear there, you know, when he got thrown in, because other, other people got thrown into the lion's den, they man God. <laughs> right. They trusted God. And they got everybody. Um, the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, you know, the, the faith chapter, right? He's going through some of uh, uh, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and David and how Moses, all these people had all this faith. But then when it gets to the end of the chapter, it says, and then there are countless others who died not having seen the promise, but yet held on by faith. Man. So when, 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 when Daniel was started to the writers, then I'm sure he didn't get thrown in like, man, please. Ain't nothing gonna happen to me. I'm sure there's some doubts there, but he was free to have faith. The Hebrew boys, right? When they were thrown into the right before they got thrown into the furnace, what did they say to the king? They said, We know God is able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we're not gonna bow down to you. Why? We have freedom to have faith in God. Why? Because we know that he can. <laughs> even if in his divine Sovereignty, he chooses not to. That doesn't mean that he couldn't do it. That doesn't put a limit on God. And like you said, time is not greater than God. There is nothing that can put a limit on what God wants to do. Man, that's powerful. It even makes me think a lot of times we are doubting God's will. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like you're you're doubting his will and you're doubting his power. And it's like at the end of the day, he like he can deliver you. He can yeah. bless you. He can open doors. And I just want to encourage anybody out there, man, that's listening to this. Look, I know we all like understand this. You hear Lavelle talking. I have issues like we all going through something in this life. We've all been through something in this life. So, number one, you're not alone. A lot of times we feel mm-hmm. alone because so many people are not being real with us. They're not being transparent. They trying to stun on us all the time. 
And that's why I thank God for this show. And this is what it's about, man, that we can continue to grow together uh, because I'm human just like you. Lavelle is human. Um, you know, he he's really human for sure. You know, I'm, yeah, he, he human for sure. Now, if you, if you had any doubts about me, like, just know that this guy's human. No, I'm just joking. I'm, I'm the most human of them all. But the beauty of Christ, man, in this walk is that God can bless you. And it's not by your own might. It's not by our self-righteousness that we are blessed. It's not that we have earned or deserved it. Like, I, I don't deserve to have Inspire God's People, the podcast. Like, no, like, I, I'm, I'm not that great, you know, to, to deserve this. Um, but by the grace of God um, and by his will and his purpose, he's allowed me um, and blessed me with this. And I never could have saw this. If, if you take me five years ago, I never would have thought like, oh, yeah, you know what I'm going to do? There's going to be a podcast. Yeah, inspiring against people. Trust me. No, I, I never would have thought that. So, no, nah, man, um, I'm going to give you the last uh, last words, man, to wrap up this episode. Um, but, yeah, th- good to kick it with you today, Lavelle. And uh, make sure people know what you're doing, man, with your show. Uh, we talk about it. The links to find Lavelle uh, will be uh, in the description of this show, kneeldownproductions.com, all of those good things. So look in the, in the description of the show. You'll be able to find uh, Lavelle. Uh, that's actually in there. Most episodes you'll see Neil down productions in there. So, um, yeah, Lavelle, what do you want to lead the people with today? Ah, man, we, we talked about a lot, but, uh, uh, you know, just, I, I really like that, that freedom to have faith, being free to have faith and giving God the glory. Those are the two things that jumped out to me. Um, we, we are not to take the glory for ourselves. We are to give God the glory because ultimately we cannot, just like my son, can't do anything at this point without me. We cannot do anything without God, no matter how big and bad we get. I don't care if you're the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Without God, you are nothing. So we have to give God the glory, honor, and the praise, and we are free to have faith. So I thank God for that. You all can... Uh, check out the website in the description, kneeldownproductions.com. Um, I, I have a, a show that I started uh, partly because of you, Jermaine. You know, the one I, I told this testimony several times. I wasn't doing anything when the pandemic started. We're watching Netflix and gaining weight. But uh, you you spoke on a podcast, and you, you, you made it clear that we do not want this pandemic to end without having something tangible to show for it in the end. So I started a weekly live show called Quarantine with Lavelle. You all can check that out on Facebook. My Facebook page is, well, you can go on my page, which is just Lavelle Neal, or you can go on the Neal Down Productions Facebook group page or the Neal Down Productions Facebook page. And you can catch that show every Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. And if you all go back to the August... 20th episode, Jay Will and I actually went over the entire first chapter of Philippians. We're going to be getting together again soon to finish the rest of that book. But that was actually the day my son was born. Um, You can get a sneak peek of him. He was about eight hours old. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we recorded. You was in the hospital room. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's also on YouTube, right? It is. It is. Well, right. Thank you for that. Yep. You, my YouTube channel is L Neil Twenty Three. 
So if you go to L Neil Twenty Three YouTube channel, you can see every episode of Quarantine with Lavelle. But make sure you check out that August twentieth episode with me and Jay Will breaking out the Book of Philippians. And at the beginning, you'll get a chance to see a quick peek of my eight-hour-old son at that time. So. And maybe we can get you to change your YouTube name to Neil Down Productions as well, versus L Neil Twenty Three, uh, yes, which you probably created when you were like in college. And we have no idea what the 23 means because you're not a basketball fan, which means it has nothing to do with Michael Jordan or LeBron James. I was actually I was actually 23 years old when I got on the Internet, but that's oh. a whole other story. But, yeah, that was, uh, that was where the LDL 23 came from. Well, thank God for growth. Um, <laughs> no, all right, man, well, appreciate you, bro. Uh, thanks for jumping on the show today. Guys, people, y'all know. We, we love, love y'all. We love y'all. We love y'all. Guys, people, thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed what you heard, subscribe at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That way you can hear the show every single week. Also, you can find us at inspireguyspeople.com. Hit the drop-down box and select podcast. Yo, email me, Music at gmail.com. Tell me what you think about the show. What type of topics and interviews do you want to hear next? And always remember, if you don't like me, just act like you like me. If you're looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I surf below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world. Look in the sky, there ain't no stars in it. The art is all natural and authentic. Rivers of love, we swimming for us. We can't drown if we fall in it. If you're looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I surf below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world.